What in the reverse porkies is going on here? Good morning, Greendale. Hey, not bad. Yeah, not I'm Ben. Terrible. Uh, I'm Mike. And these are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community, Season 1, Episode 11, The Politics of Human Sexuality. Every time we do that in quarantine mode, it's just, it's so wild, because I don't know the, because I can't, the tempo is wrong. I just, every time the tempo is wrong, because I know you're on a different tempo and I'm on a different tempo, it's just Uh going to sound weird. Sorry, that's just some inside baseball for you listeners out there. I mean, we, we had to... We just had to do an in unison intro and outro. Months, we do months them both and outro months before. Like if we were planning this podcast, if our first episode was like, "Oh, cool, we're all going into quarantine. Let's start up a new podcast." Be like, "All right, what's our intro going to be?" And then you would be like, "Definitely not something that we have to do in synchronization." And I'd be like, "You are a very smart man." And, and yet, then we come up with something coming. better. Mm-hmm. Neither of mm-hmm. us saw this thing coming, which is wild because I think that's our jobs, right? To uh, see things yes. coming. I need well, to go get a cat again. <laughs> it's almost like I should have seen that coming. Oh, so as you can tell, listeners, we're doing great. Um, thank you for uh, sticking with us as we are kind of uh, being a bit. Uh, spotty with releases we love you very much and thank you for uh being being great listeners we uh we want to support you but you know things have been tough and we are just trying to make through just like you guys so put these headphones on with holding a cat you can see the legs yeah i could see the legs there ben they're they're akimbo okay well i'm sorry amalthia i've gotta i'm trying to (laughs) podcast here i i look forward to seeing how much of what i said while you were not here gets put in the podcast do you have an opening bit? Um, do we have an opening bit? I mean, bit? do you want to talk about anything that relates to the sexual nature of this show today? <laughs> well, because um, we should pro- we should probably first off the top of the bat just say we're going to talk about sexual terms and sexual thoughts because this is not yes. usually now for another podcast that you have been that is kind of the genre uh but this is not exactly the same genre of podcast we generally try to stick away from like deep detailed discussions of human sexuality but the episode this week is the politics of human sexuality and it's kind of hard to get away from it on this one uh yes so you know if you don't like the word penis i guess now's your time to tune out that's a good content four seconds before i said the word penis yeah that was a really good content warning of just like hey we're gonna say the word penis a lot a truly good content warning is like if you hate the word moist i'm gonna say it i don't remember moist coming up in the episode at all and yet you're here we are a lot of people hate that word i know a lot of people hate that word which is why i think i I know i know more people who hate that word than hate the word penis i i i mean yeah i i don't even know where to go with this with you on this one did you know that the word penis comes from the latin it's generally uh considered that it comes from uh the word for tail okay because it's sort of like a tail i guess 
I mean, it's a front tail. If it's we're a front gonna, tail. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do any of the tail stuff, really. Mm-hmm. It does a different function in a different situation, I find. Um, it doesn't depends. help me with I've balancing. seen some things. on. I'm a denizen of the internet. I have seen some things. I don't know many think- people that it helps balance them. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I was referring to. I was referring to all the the fan art out there of things where people are using their penises to balance. Sure. I mean, now we're just <laughs> rehashing the Austin Powers joke of Minnie Me having a, a tripod situation. I'm Googling using penis to balance. I think you so. might get a lot of Austin Powers with Minnie Me having a tripod situation. Okay. I oh. think people are just trolling Google because oh boy. Uh, here oh here no. are the things. Here are the things. Oh yeah, no. we said I, this I'm episode not, was oh going to no. be a little blue. We um, went we went from nothing to just the bluest possible. Actually, we're not the bluest possible. We could be bluer. Here are here's a small collection of the things Google is suggesting that I look up. How to maintain penis strong. That's that's P-E-N-N-I-S. How to maintain penis strong. How to make your peni bigger with food. (laughs) Your multiple ones. And what food is best for that? That's that's how to enlarge penis by food. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, people mm-hmm. are always talking about how to enlarge it. Why, why, why does it have to be larger? Sometimes maybe you need it smaller. Just saying. <laughs> uh, we've got my pennies not standing. Well, I mean, that's just you know, you just got to be better at mm-hmm. stacking your pennies. I think. Mm-hmm. And pennies strong medicine. So there you go. That's what Google thinks that I'm trying to look up I don't instead think of people using their penis to balance. Cool. I've said, I don't, <laughs> I've, I've said the word penis so many times yeah. in this episode. We are like five minutes in tops. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, we are, uh, I don't even know, man. I, I just don't think a penny needs medicine. I mean, if you need to make it stronger, I think you have to do some ke- uh, chemistry to it to add some... Uh, hardness mm-hmm. to the penny itself because it's what it's zinc wrapped in copper right so or not wrapped in like you know coated in so mm-hmm. what makes copper and zinc stronger and then that, that's what you need to do you don't need to put like you know crush up a viagra tablet and you know make a paste and then apply it to the penny that would probably clean it but i don't think it would give it much strength <laughs> it's true um i think you're correct so i look forward to that being being talked about Anywhere I go. Uh, the th- great thing about this episode is that it is 12 minutes long. So, <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Good morning, Greendale. I wish you luck. So, yes, let's let's get into the actual episode proper because I have no additional things to that, add. That way we have more time before the next time we say penis. Exactly. Uh Today we're talking Community Season 1, Episode 11, The Politics of Human Sexuality. We start out on the quad, 
where Annie and the Dean are handing out flyers for an STD awareness fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are also people bringing in decorations to the cafeteria, like gigantic condoms. Uh, Troy and Abed walk by and get a flyer, and they both ball it up and try to basketball shoot it into a trash can. Troy misses, but Abed succeeds. So the the thing right off the bat that I, I love about how this whole side plot spawns, where... Troy keeps getting mad at Abed because Abed is a better athlete is that wadding up a flyer and tossing it into the trash can is like 16% athleticism because you can't like anticipate the uh, wind resistance on a wadded up flyer. That's fair. I think, I think that, you know, you do have to account for wind resistance and it's hard. Uh, although a lot of good athletes do account for wind resistance, just kind of through feel. So, uh, I think that that is what's implied here, but yes, the, the, uh, the papers, wind resistance and, you know, f- you know, friction and things like that. And, you know, all those different folds that you wouldn't get it on a regular basketball, a ball of the baskets as you will. You, right. you, you, it's hard to keep that into account just from, you know, general, general basketball attitude, of course. Right. Like, I don't think Michael Jordan is like, yo, I need to practice my game and then gets a whole stack of STD awareness flyers and then balls them up and then tosses them into a trash can. I think he probably uses basketballs because that's what a real athlete would use. You know, it's it's funny. There is a Michael Jordan documentary happening right now on um, uh, on ESPN and I've been watching it. Um, and I've, I, I absolutely have been watching it. It's not something I've absolutely forgotten four times in a row. Um, but I did watch it and he does do a lot of that, uh, paper into, to trash cans. Um, it's, you wouldn't think so, but he says it's the secret to his success. Okay. So that's yeah. why I'm not a legendary basketball star. Right. That's why you're just, okay. you know, uh, a mid-tier basketball that, star. That's why. I, that's why I'm. I'm. You know, still working my way up the ranks. Yeah, you're. You're you know? making the medium bucks playing basketball. Okay. Playing for a team that people don't really like and forget sure. about a lot. Yeah, just um, like all of my favorite sports teams. Excellent. I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars of basketball. <laughs> I don't. <clears throat> I guess I'm a fan of you then. <laughs> uh-huh. We get right off the bat two of the big. Pl- Actually, we get. Um, I think the third plot. Yeah, we're about to talk about the third plot, which happens pretty pretty soon after this. I do like how community does this with all the plots that split off because sometimes you are watching a sitcom or uh, animated show, you know, whatever. Right, you're watching like, your Simpsons. Cool. We're going to have our A plot and we're going to have our B plot. And then like the B plot is like, it comes in 13 minutes into the episode and you're like, do I really have time to get invested in this? I was watching this A plot. The A plot was good. Do we need a B plot? Yeah, Could it just be one big A plot? I like the A plot. Why do we need this B plot? And then you watch it for a little bit and it's like, okay, the B plot's okay. But so here we get, so we've got the A plot, the STD fair. We've got the B plot, which is Abed is better than Troy at sports and Troy's mad about it. Sure. You get the C plot. Yeah, the C plot comes up in the very next scene though. But I, I understand where you're going from for uh community is very good at like t- stitching together these plots and having them all kind of take shape within the first few s- almost minutes, seconds right. even of the you know the first scene of like we see 
any Annie's coming in and they're talking about the STD fair and then Abed and Troy come in mm-hmm. and then Jeff walks by and knows about the STD fair and see, you know, like it just, oh. it all kind right. of comes together like really fast of like, this is the inciting event of this week and we're going. Right. Also, I was wrong. I guess the C plot is technically, um, we do get the C plot, which is Jeff sees Sabrina, oh, yes. the Dean's new secretary. And Jeff is immediately hot for her. Sure. Which, she is an attractive again, lady. I'm going to bring it up because we got that one episode with Slater like episodes ago. It. I, I feel like Jeff, and I feel like this might be uh, me doing a lot of work for the television show that we were talking about, but I feel like Jeff is pretty good at saying like the compartmentalizing his romantic bows of like okay you know like oh see what happens and you know like if you look at his phone he definitely uh has had more than one relationship Mm -hmm. um i use that term quite loosely um so you never know like maybe he's just like well slater was fun and maybe slater comes back maybe she doesn't maybe britta does you know like you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I just, it's weird because, you know, she play. I mean, and it's a little bit of a spoiler, but Slater comes back here in a couple of episodes. Um, That's true. And it's, it's like kind of a big deal, right? Like it's weird that there's this much of it. Cause I don't remember there being this much of a gap. Um, but when I very first watched it, I was, I was binging it. Right. Right. Yeah. I, um, I agree. And so it's like, when there's like a three or four or five episode gap and you're just binging it it's like oh yeah cool slater's back whatever when you're spending weeks apart and you're (laughs) like huh okay but i know she comes back but she's not in this one again and jeff's still going after uh pretty young things like weird yeah that's the weird thing to me that Unless, you know, because this is, we're watching it the way it's supposed to be watched. So Slater mm-hmm. just kind of comes in, is very important for one episode, disappears, and Jeff mm-hmm. kind of doesn't seem to give much of an anything about that and references it from time to time because he referenced it when he was hanging out with El Tigre Chino, uh, uh, Senior Chang. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then just kind of like, oh no, he referenced Whitman, not Slater. Um, right. Yeah, I, I missed that one up. But it just seems like, you know, he's just moving on. But it, it, it it's 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 odd way the way they've written it. So because he's continuing to hit on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, uh, we also get a moment where uh, the, the dean is talking to everybody and he's like, you know, we're promoting health. We want Greendale to be a super healthy place. And Britta says that. Uh, you are aware that there are no toilet seats in any of the girls' restrooms, right? Because, they, because keep they keep getting stolen. stolen. We both wanted to go for it. And then he says, I want hidden cameras in every stall. She's like, problem solved. <laughs> and, and it kind of like, in a very like like sad, like, that's, I guess that's problem solved. It's very good. I, it's It's all a lot of these little small moments that are very funny, but probably are going to get glossed over a lot in this show as we keep going because they're just tough to get in man we also find out that the uh the slogan that like she hands uh, annie hands jeff something i don't remember like a uh it's some kind of like button or something because it says uh 
you will get AIDS. Flip it over. Unless you go to the STD fair. I wrote that. Congratulate horrible. Harsh. Sure. I do feel like that is about every STD education, anything I've ever gotten, where it's like, well, you... <laughs> You saw a girl's nipple, so congratulations, you got gonorrhea. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that's no, not how no, it works. That's, you're skipping like 15 steps here, um, if you're doing it right. And, um, <laughs> and that's a lot of steps, like, my friend. you know, hey, you know what? We, when you're doing it right, man, you, you know, Apparently- you take the time, you lay out those steps. I need to go to Ben's school it's a, of it's love a whole, making, as I can tell. It's a whole dance. <laughs> Ben's oh, school man. of love making. School is in session. Lesson one. Oh no. The clitoris. Oh god, we are going straight for it. See, I thought there was fifteen steps before he got to this. See, it's like Forrest Gump. You start in the middle, and then go back to the beginning. I feel like I don't think that. I don't think that's the middle, my friend. <laughs> He's on the bench. He's telling his story. I'm not talking about Forrest Gump. <laughs> if you're doing it right. So <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what you just did there. I am terrified. Look, There's a you joke gotta, I missed. You gotta you gotta sign up for Ben's School of Lovemaking. Only six easy payments of $69.69. Uh, well, that's a very nice price. <laughs> I, I understand that. Um <laughs> I, I need to get that diploma. We cut to the study room where Pierce is telling Jeff all about his new girlfriend. Um, he and Je- uh, Pierce really wants Jeff to meet her and like do a whole like double date thing because yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really understand the. Uh, I don't understand the motivation for this. Is it a brag? Is it? He thinks that this is what cool people do. Uh, is it just, I want to spend time with Jeff and here's a new way to do it. Based on some of the later interactions, my gut feeling is kind of it, a brag because you know, woman Pierce, Pier- mm-hmm. Pierce has, has a, a, a girlfriend that's whoa, who, who would have ever thought. And also cause, cause there is that kind of like Jeff not having anybody to be a date. Uh, but at the same time, I think later on, and you and we'll talk about this as we go forward. There is like a paternal instinct that Pierce has towards Jeff because I think Pierce sees so much of himself in Jeff, whether yes. or not that's actual accurate to who Jeff is. Um, I, I think that's that's to the point where he's like, I need to help this person be the best person that they can be in my image. Which is that's where the the thing gets kind of twisted at the end because it's. You know, good person in Pierce Hawthorne, not really in the same station, but the fact that he's being paternalistic, I think, is where it is. But there okay. is a bragging aspect because, again, Pierce Hawthorne. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's he's talking about his new girlfriend. This is when Abed and Troy come in and Abed's like, we played basketball. It was fun. And Troy's like, uh, it was not fun. Like he definitely lost. Uh, and... He cu- he couldn't guard Abed because Abed's eyes are too gentle and mysterious. Again, that's why I'm not good at the basketball. Right. Sometimes my I mean, eyes, like, 
give away everything. Yeah, because sometimes you got to do a crossover and you know, you, like your eyes tell exactly where you're going to go. You're going to go to the left. Well, I'm just going to move to the left and boom, I have the ball and boom, basket. That's how I it understood works. 17% of that sentence. So S- soon we'll get that up to 20, my friend, because you'll be joining Mike's school of basketball tips. So wait, I have a I have a sex school and you have a basketball school. Look, we both have expertises, my friends. Okay. Um, and you have chosen <laughs> you've made your school on the way you've made your school and I've I've basketballed it up. Okay. Um that's that's fair. Pierce uh is still talking about his girlfriend as more <laughs> people does, filter into the room. He does quite a bit of that in this and, scene. Uh he does mention that she is an escort, but she is not escorting him. That's just her job, but they're like a romantic thing. Right. Uh, Pierce is taking her to Annie's mixer tonight, and she rejects it being called a mixer. Uh, but <laughs> is- you, know what they, you know what they say about calling an STD fair a mixer in the first act? You got to mix it up in the third. Ayo. Ayo. So. Troy, in this moment, does one of my favorite things that he's ever done. And realizes there's a joke with the idea of taking a call girl to an STD fair, and he gets to work finding that oh, yeah. joke. And he I love pulls it. out he pulls out a whole uh, notebook and and starts jotting down notes. Yeah. And he's he's like that gif of like all the the math in front of the woman's face is exactly. like that's exactly I, what he's doing. I about- cannot tell you how much I identify with this moment of Troy. <laughs> this is so good. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been at work and somebody said something. I'm like, there's a joke here. And then I'll just go quiet for a while and then I'll pop it up. And then everybody will like either laugh uproariously or they'll laugh. And it's like, but like, (laughs) which I imagine what people are doing on the podcast as we speak. Pierce is, uh, he's trying to do, uh, uh, still trying to do a double date with uh, him and his new girlfriend, the call girl, and Jeff and his non-existent date. And he's like, oh, well, you know, Jeff probably couldn't get a date anyways. You know, trying the old reverse psychology thing mm-hmm. that Pierce probably thinks he invented. Um, yeah, that, that that does feel like something that Pierce would think. Yes, I would agree with then, that. And then... Uh, <laughs> I do, uh, I do like it. Cuts back and forth to Troy, where he's just like, it has something to do with crabs. They like a food, but they're also a disease. <laughs> you got to workshop it out. It's important and to get the workshop in. He his his final joke is, "Don't eat the crab dip." The way he delivers it is so wonderful <laughs> that I'm going to force Ben to put it in right here because it is so good. Don't eat the crab dip. Yeah, yeah. We cut to. The hallway where Annie is hanging up a banner for the STD fair, and the dean is all like, Hear that, Annie? <laughs> That's the sound of STDs screaming, No! Stop being so aware <laughs> Oh, the dean is great. Yeah, the fact that he's like jumping in and being like, The STDs will be like, Oh, no! Um, he does thank her for her hard work and has decided because of her hard work that she should be the person doing the condom demonstration, putting on a, a putting a condom on what the dean's father called a Jimmy Carter. I just had a really stupid idea. There are a lot of community podcasts out there because 2019 was the sure. 10 year anniversary of community. Right. And so Joel we are McHale's definitely not the first. It's, it's true. Uh, we are definitely not the first and we will probably not be the last. So... 
I mean, we're already not the last because, yes, Ken Jong and Joe McHale are doing their own podcast now. It's called The Darkest Timeline. I like how and we're advertising for their podcast on our podcast. So they don't um, need it. They're the pe- we need it. They don't need it. What if we got every community podcast Ooh. to do one giant quarantine competition where we all try to impersonate Dean Pelton and see who does it the best. (laughs) 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 Um, I didn't, I didn't think that was going to be where it ended there, but I am. um, I would have to get some time in. I'd have to watch it. Uh-huh. I'd have to get... Because no, I've, I've got Kermit on lock, but I don't think Kermit and the Dean share much uh, voice DNA. Like, that's the thing. It's my idea. I'm going to be so bad at this. Y- I don't you do... You mean your Dean? I don't do... I don't do good impersonations, but I think this is a great idea, and now we just need to go contact a million community rewatch podcasts <laughs> and be like, here's our stupid idea. We do it, and we all tag jim rash in it and therefore he knows about all of us at once <laughs> excellent he's excellent. like oh crap there's a crap ton of people loving what i did and i cool. did things all right i Dal- dalmatian stuff let's i'm assuming quarantine. that I'm, I'm assuming that dalmatian stuff is a deep deep cut of uh, a deep elective of ben's ben's school of lovemaking which i've forgotten the name of already that's fine. Uh, you don't need to remember the name of the school. You just re- need to remember where the clitoris is. So. I, uh, yeah, I sure did that. I, I led you directly into that one. No, that's my job <laughs> is leading you directly to it. So anyways. Um, <laughs> so, yes, the dean says that Annie should have the special privilege of doing the condom demonstration, which I feel like this is a very presumptive thing. Like it takes a very specific kind of person to be like, I find it an honor to put a condom on an anatomical model to demonstrate how to properly use this. And right. spoiler, that type of person is not Annie. It is super not Annie. She is already nervous about it. The Dean says, Oh, it's not a real one. It's an anatomically correct model. Um, he's also says eyes closed. You can't tell the difference. That asks, that raises some questions that I don't think are in bounds here. I don't think no, that's it's something my, I want to discuss. None of, my, none of my business. So that, 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 that's a discussion for Ben's school of lovemaking. Discussion topics out on the quad. Jeff is going through his phone, um, trying to to score a date for mm-hmm. an STD fair, which is a really weird pull, but okay. Sure. He also has given himself the handicap of not putting anybody's name in his phone. I mean, I feel like that's just, he can't be bothered. Well, to... he, I mean, Britta calls him out on it saying, you don't even give these, these women identities. Right. So uh, I th- there, I, honestly, Britta's kind of you know britta but she's right on this one yeah their names like car wash redhead cab driver airport tube top rem concert juror number six hot blonde spanish class which by the way is britta right she pulls a really clever move where she pulls out her phone she calls jeff 
while still holding Jeff's phone to see what she comes up as. And yes, she is hot blonde Spanish class. Um, it is moments like this that I really appreciate Britta because she is just being uh, really like true to uh, herself. She's she's yeah. like calling it like she sees it. She's not she's screwing biologist. things up. Exactly. She's not screwing things up. She's not uh, being a uh wet blanket she's just right. like no you're kind of a dick but you know i'm still going to be your friend because i think that in doing so i can help in the long term and i i, I do like that about brita i know again i mean and i'm i'm a brita apologist i'm a filthy brita apologist so you know i think there's going to be a lot of moments like this where i'm like yeah i like brita she's sure. great I, I think in this moment she's actually you know i i think you're right she so what what Britta so classically does is overplay her hand. This one yes, she does. That's a really good way to put it. That's that's exactly what she does. But this time she doesn't. She just says, first off, she points to the fact out she, 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 presumably a deeper friend than most of these women on her phone on his phone, doesn't get a name and then tells him it's shallow and it says, I just gotta go. I gotta go study with Shirley. And that's it. She doesn't overplay her hand. And I think that's it. Britta is so very much always overplaying her hand. And yes, if she didn't, it would be more like this where she'd be kind of a honestly, you know, like kind of a stock wise person. And I think the fact that she does overplay her hand, she doesn't have the wisdom to know when to stop tells you that. You know, we're talking about something that's a little bit more complex than just, oh, this is the stereotype of somebody that just knows what what the right thing always is. Right. I think it's it makes it makes her a fascinating character, similar to your your thought. Right. Um, So in the study room uh, where Britta and Shirley have met up to study, Annie comes in asking for advice. She explains the whole condom demonstration thing and uh, both of the other two women are like, yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, you know, like Shirley literally says, hey, Britta, do you have a banana? You're underplaying how well she says, Britta, do you have a banana? I love the way she says <laughs> Look, it. It's I'm, so good. I'm not about to pretend I can pull off a Shirley Bennett. Well, that's fair. So. But I'm just, I just, you have to put it in. I just love it so much. It's some of the odd ways that people say words in this show are just my jam. So, uh, yeah, they're just like, eh, man, this isn't, this isn't anything. And, um, you know, Annie's kind of freaking out. Freak out. <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, you've seen one before. And she's like, no, I mean, I've, I've, you know, caught like, small glimpses of it on like mm. movies or whatever but i've never really like looked at one right uh, uh, she can't they, even say the word she's like well we're getting pretty pretty deep in there because i think she says that she's uh she's never seen one but she, you know when shirley suggests that being a virgin is is good she's not a virgin because her high school boyfriend and her uh d- did the relations to madonna's erotica on the floor of his walk-in closet he wouldn't let her see it uh, and he cried during and after sex, and he's gay now. Britta points out, I think he was gay then, because, you know, that's how it works. Yeah, that's that's true. He She does want to practice on the model in the dean's office, because she assumes that they're nothing like bananas. Um, I mean, correct. I feel like there uh, there there is a phallic uh, vision of a banana, 
And I think okay, it, it, yes. If you if you are trying to be like, I need to demonstrate how to unroll this tube onto a different tube. A banana sure. works fine, and that's what I like to. That's what I literally like to say when I have to do this this action. <laughs> yes, nothing, nothing just ramps up the sexiness like saying. Oh, hold on one moment, my sweet darling. I need to unroll this tube onto my tube. I and then, wanted... and then she's just so hot. Sure, and I'm not going to finish that because yeah. you have to pay the full price for. This is what you're going my... to school for. I do want to <laughs> just give a quick shout out to both my mother and my father, who I both believe have listened to the show and could possibly still be listening. And if so. I know this is what I've become, and I'm sorry. Hello, Mike's parents. It's uh, We have met before. I'm Ben. I'm here <laughs> to tell you that you are listening to a podcast with your son, where I have used the word clitoris now three times. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know how to Why follow that up. Why do you say up. it so sultry? Like I, I don't know. Why you got to be sultry point. to my parents? <laughs> So, so yes, uh, Annie says that she needs to break in because she, she needs to break in so she can practice. So she's not going to be nervous. She can't tell the Dean because she finds it super embarrassing. She needs to let the Dean know that she can be trusted and that's why they've got to go break into his office. And even Shirley's like, yeah, actually I'm okay with that. Uh, To be fair. I think sure. I, I, during the, uh, the the Halloween episode, Shirley's breaking into Slater's you know office and breaking stuff off of her car. I'm not surprised Shirley has a doesn't have a problem well, with that. I'm a little bit more but, surprised that Britta does. But yes, so in that instance, Shirley is acting out in anger, and she also admits after the fact that it was wrong of her to do. Sure. Here, she is able to take a step back and make a more sober judgment call. She's not doing this out of anger. That's fair. All I'm just suggesting is that she's tasted the sweet, sweet taste of breaking and entering before. So she's like, okay, yeah, it was good last time. Might as well do it again. Once once you get that first taste of a B&E, you can't go back. It's so delicious. Just like bacon and eggs. Another B&E. I have, oh, I'm so proud of myself for that one. I have nothing for that. I just watched you take a sip of beer in in victory of your joke. You are so proud of it. Oh, I'm so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. At the STD fair, Jeff has no date. Like one normally does at an STD fair, I think. Right. It's not really an event for dates. Uh, Pierce says, oh, I know what this is. It's a dry spell. They don't last longer than 12, 13 years tops. Mm-hmm. That I, kind of jostles Jeff into some thinking. I'll put it that way. Uh-huh. I was going to ask uh, how long your longest dry spell was, but you've been with your wife for approximately since the dawn of time. Yep, exactly. So, so rough, weird question. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> she did spend a semester abroad in Australia, and that's uh, when I didn't see her, except for once because I went to Australia, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's probably it. Okay. Same and then there were the before times. Oh, we don't talk about the before oh, times. Absolutely not. 
So the dean is spinning a wheel wait, wait, of hold remorse. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I'm going to get asked about my dry spell, you're going to get asked <laughs> about yours, my friend. Technically speaking, technically speaking, I did not actually ask the question. I said I was going to ask it and then realized it would be a stupid question. Right, but and then, then we you answered it. of your own volition. It's like that part in, in Disney's Aladdin where he tricks the genie into getting them out without actually wishing. Legally, he didn't ask. Legally, I didn't ask you. Okay. So well, I'm going to ask you about your <laughs> longest dry spell, there, Ben. That I'm uh, going to. I am hereby burning one of my questions. I can ask you, my friend, on this podcast. Okay, one of your three questions. All right. Oh, I think I burned through those, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I th- I want to say like three three and a half years, okay. probably. Um. So you so know, definitely Pierce not- is technically right here, though. They don't last longer than 12, 13-year stops. It's true. Um, it's true. It did not last for 12 years. So, <laughs> I, I'm sure you're thankful of that. Aren't we all? So <laughs> the Dean is spinning a Wheel of Remorse, which is just a chance wheel that has STDs on it. Sure, uh, as you he do. Gets, he gets fake gonorrhea, and it fake burns. So Pierce is there. I'm sorry, that sentence is such a wild thing to say about a television show that aired on nbc just want to point that out there i do like how community i think took a lot of chances on things that i i wouldn't expect to see out of a lot of other nbc shows right and i think this is why nbc didn't know what to do with it and it wasn't well watched and it got canceled so (laughs) and also uh, killed yahoo screen but that's another discussion oh yeah i can't wait till we get to season six and we can talk all about yahoo screen (laughs) so uh pierce is there with his date um and he's he's like oh struck out okay yeah you know whatever and so jeff is immediately like okay well the dean has a new secretary right sabrina she's she's young she's attractive uh and he asks the dean and well he doesn't know that he asks the dean is she single what are what are her likes and dislikes the dean replies with, yes, she's single. She likes rap music and horses and dislikes beards. And he keeps talking and Jeff just walks away. And he's like, oh, yeah, just ask me a question. And walk away. That's fine. Well, I think he says, oh, yeah, I was done talking. Which is a very good thing to say as somebody walks away from you after they ask a question. Um, he uh, is very good at talking to her about the things that she likes and dislikes. Um, and they start going on a date. Yeah, he it just immediately is like. Is it me or are horses the most beautiful creatures? They're so majestic. Totally. I mean, just this morning when I was shaving and listening to the new Jay-Z, I was thinking about how I want to squeeze in a quick gallop this weekend. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you just, uh-huh. and, and she's like, okay, this sounds good. And she was, she's into it. So I do really like his line where, do you own a horse? Can you ever really own a horse? <laughs> It, I feel like we've made that joke on this podcast that, and old podcasts before. I feel like that is the sort of line that that you say because it's not your first time using this line. Yeah. He has conned some other woman into sleeping with him through fake love of horses. And he has used this line before. I guarantee it. And he will do it again. As God is my witness. So... <laughs> We also, at this point, um, 
we meet Doreen, mm-hmm. Pierce's date. The call girl, and I'm just going to say Doreen kicks ass. She does. I agree. She is the um, only sane person in this show. <laughs> she is. Um, and e- even Jeff is like, oh, wow, you, I mean, this is a little later on, but he's right. like, we're jumping a little you're bit. You're not, you're not what I expected. You know, you're, you're smart. You're, um, you're sophisticated. Classy. Um, you're, cl- yeah, you're classy. Um, you're not wearing go go boots. Um, but she is she is just very yeah. smart. She's very well spoken, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah. yeah, like she she kicks ass. Yeah, Pierce is like, "Are you ready for the double date?" And Jeff's like, "You know I am." Hey, wait, how did you do that? How did you do that? Every now and then, Pierce gets uh, gets a good one in. So it's a little bit. He, he's got a little bit of that Jedi mind trick when he wants to. Um, the the dean is telling Chang that on every the side of every condom is Greendale with an exclamation point. His idea. I realize um, a that I'm talking to somebody currently wearing a Virginia Tech T-shirt. Woo, go Hokies! And b that you did not actually go to Virginia Tech. I did not. But would you, <laughs> if if you were like, hey, it's time to bone down, and I need some protection, would you be like, oh yeah, this condom? has my college or mm-hmm. a college that i like thank you uh regardless like you know take your pick right um would you be like hell yeah i'm gonna bone down with this radford condom well <laughs> i uh <laughs> i i don't uh well i think it depends on one con for for me when i was a, a college student it always came down to one question. Could I afford it? Is it free? Likely, those are free condoms. Therefore, yeah, probably. Okay. Okay. Now, now me me and my my discerning uh, pre-middle aged. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe myself. I'm in my early 30s. Um, uh, I would be more discerning than that, than a free condom. I would be okay. like, okay. I, I have specific needs in my condom uh, purchasing. Perhaps I want to see what is out there. What are the options available to okay. me? Okay. A discerning gentleman. Excellent. So <laughs> if there was a bowl of condoms sure. and they had a bunch of different colleges on them, would you specifically... Go diving into that bowl to get the Virginia Tech condom. How big is this bowl that I gotta dive in? Like, um, is it a I mean, kiddie pool? Like, what are we talking I was, about? I mean, you know, you're still you're digging in it with your hands. Oh, okay. But if you want to get you're being, you want to get I, real hyperbolic about it, let's I say you're Scrooge van- McDucking into a, a vault full of condoms with colleges, <laughs> college names written on the side. Yep. You know, I'm so glad I gave you an opportunity to say Scrooge McDucking again, because I know you love it. It's one of, um, I've, I, I was, like using Scrooge McDuck as a verb anyways. It's true. I think I was being very literal with the way the words you used and uh, turned it a little absurd. Uh, I would, depends on what kind of schools, if it was like 99% UVA with 1% Virginia Tech, you know, I'm going to go get that Virginia Tech condom. I okay. I am... I am not putting that tube on any other tubes. <laughs> uh-huh. Because okay. that's the wrong color and school. Okay. 
Now, if it was like Oregon, I'd be like, I don't care. Okay. Don't mind cool. Oregon. It's fine. I feel like I learned a lot about you today. I mean, not really. <laughs> I, you know, I don't wear any of my my college my favorite college athletic teams rivals stuff but i'll wear you know oregon stuff i've i think i've worn oregon state stuff before i've worn i'm sure i've mm-hmm. worn washington or you know like i've i've been wanting to buy an akron t-shirt just because i played with them in a video game once and i liked their their logo okay um and in and, and a very me thing i liked the logo so i wanted to buy a t-shirt i mean i don't really do the sports thing sure so there is one sports team ever that I sort of follow occasionally sometimes. Not uh, in the now is, times. Not in the now times. There's nothing um, to follow. And that is, of course, Colorado Avalanche, because hockey is really the only sport worth watching. Uh, don't at me. So, I mean, I will not at you, but you know that I disagree with that notion. So I just I don't understand how the sports thing were or even like college pride. If... <laughs> somebody if somebody was like yo what up ben uh here's a bowl full of university of northern colorado condoms that's such uh, a niche these, product to have generated these, these are these are the only condoms that you have available to you would you like some i'd be like no that's fine i don't need to have sex right now <laughs> i would pass on that so hard <laughs> because yeah i i don't i don't give a crap about my alma mater. <laughs> I'm sorry that the chancellor of your school had to learn this way, but you know, here we are. I mean, they learned when I successfully finally got them to switch to my Google voice number every time they tried to hit me up for money and then immediately blocked that number. So well, um, fair enough, you know, but, but he's <laughs> tracked you down to try to listen to the podcast and it's like, maybe this is how I can get to Ben. And now he knows that you just don't like his school at all then maybe he should have a better school. So, um, Dang. back at the STD fair, <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta go with what, what, ben, what your alumni say. Um, they're doing this double date. Jeff gets a caricature of him drawn of him in a dune buggy with syphilis. It's going and in the fridge. Pierce is all like, all right, cool. So we're on this double date. You wingman me. I wingman you. We meet in the morning for eggs and details, which is not a B and E. It's an E and D. Eggs I'm, and details. Eggs and details. I don't think I'd. I think I'd prefer a B and E than an E and D. I don't. I don't uh, kiss and tell. Uh, Troy and Abed are competing, and Abed is winning. Uh, there was a like a like a uh, a ring toss or something at the fair, and Abed gets a giant teddy bear. Uh, Troy can't handle it. And it's like we need to arm wrestle now. Abed waits for the song to change to a more appropriate mm. soundtrack, which there, I really appreciate. Yeah. There's a moment where he's like, but I don't know the rules. And the rules are, quote Troy, the rules are, you suck. Let's go. I a Good, concise rules. They start arm wrestling and Troy is putting all of his effort into it. And then Abed is like, as Abed is like slowly lowering his his arm to the mat, he shows that he's not even giving 5% of his effort and then just slams his, Troy's arm down. I uh, feel like this is a movie reference, but I can't quite place it. I believe Abed even suggests it's like over the top with uh, Sylvester Stallone. I think that's okay. the reference here. Okay. Um, But yeah, Troy is in pain and he's like, you broke my hand, you bastard. Uh, so in the Dean's office, they are breaking in. Uh, but it's got a really big padlock on it. Um, Britta 
was confident in her lock picking skills until this moment. Right. I can't do anything with this. Uh, Shirley sees that the knob's gone, <laughs> just totally gone, and you can see through it. And then you get a great shot of the buttocks of the anatomical model. Is is a good butt. It's also a great cinematic shot. It's like that's that's a model's butt. They are peeking in at this model, and uh, both Britta and Shirley are sort of giggling at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annie's like. Well, okay, I'm the one who's supposed to be looking at this. And so she takes a look, and she is just like, Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, I had it wrong. (laughs) She she also asks them if it's considered large. Britta says yes, and Shirley says no. And then they sort of shoot each other a look, and it's the look that really (laughs) sells it for me. It's very good. Because otherwise... Otherwise, it's just a joke about penis size. But here it's like, it's a joke about penis size with substance. Yeah. There's a history here now. There is personal history behind this penis size joke. Suddenly, Officer Kukowski, portrayed by Craig Kukowski, uh, he's been on Spontaneation with Paul F. Tompkins a lot, and he's very funny on that. Uh, Oh, excellent. I love Paul F. I think it's behind a paywall. I I think it's behind a paywall at this point. So. So you probably, unless you're uh, Stitcher Premium, you probably won't listen to it. But he, uh, Officer Kukowski, turns on the light and catches them in the reverse porkies that they're doing. Yep. I like how he just immediately calls it a reverse porkies. Mm-hmm. It's very good. The Dean also calls it reverse porkies, which is also funny. Right. Like, just the idea that this is, obviously, everyone knows that's just what this is. Back at the STD fair... Uh, this is where my note says Doreen is actually pretty cool. Uh, my note also says Sabrina is not. She has to go use the bathroom and she says, and I quote, I have to make tinkles. So I think, I think what it's saying here is it's making a very exaggerated point of like maturity when it comes to relationships and to the point where, you know, Doreen says like, as my, my clients age, they just want to spend time with somebody they can have a real conversation with. So this is a skill that she's learned in her career, but at the same time, it's, you know, like uh, Sabrina is very young. Like she's what, 19, 20, something like that. So, Mm -hmm. and Doreen is, you know, uh, not a contemporary to, but closer in age to Pierce. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just like that, like making that exaggerated point of, you know, maybe Jeff is growing up because, you know, a 20 year old's thought of, you know, an older gentleman isn't what's interesting to her to him anymore. Right. But yeah, so, you know, Jeff has this really good talk with Doreen. Then he goes out to make out with Sabrina in his Lexus. Mm. And uh, yeah, at this I, point, I found it interesting that Doreen's like, you can do better. Even though right. she's barely met him. I, I find that interesting. I mean, I, I get what they're going for because we well, see and a also, lot of Jeff. But and also you know, the fact that Jeff is basically dating a 20-year-old right now. And also when you are a call girl who, you know, and in her own words, she spends most of her time talking with clients That's rather true. than doing sex things. Like <laughs> it, I, I think at that point you have to be able to read people really quickly that's fair. Um, I agree with that. And so I think I think that yes, part of it is okay, well, you are trying to hook up with a 19-year-old who literally just said, "I have to make tinkles." Mm-hmm. But also she just to like yes, of course. Uh-huh. 
but also just in this like, you know, short conversation, she's sized Jeff up. She knows sort of um, maybe not everything about him, but she kind of knows who he is and, and what he's about. And, you know, there are a lot of those subtle things I think you can, you can pick up and just, you know, that sort of lived life experience Mm -hmm. and, and all of that. So I, you know, I think, Yes, she has the the sort of magic power of being a character in a sitcom sure. who knows exactly what she needs to know when she needs to know it for the sake of the story. But I imagine she's also just probably good at what she does. Um, yeah. I think anyways, this is, this is, another this is really the Doreen fan cast. Well, yes. <laughs> I think there's another really good point here because this, this puts another signpost in Jeff's development where he, you know, just a couple episodes ago, he had lost his apartment and was in a dorm room with Abed and realized he needed to get, he needed to build maturity. And I think this is another point where he's like, okay, you know, like he's starting to build it. He does, right. he's kind of fighting against it by like trying to hit on and, you know, have sex with a 20 year old college student. But, you know, I think based on his reaction later, he's like, oh, I see what this is going to now. Right. So they go to make out and maybe more in Alexis. Mm-hmm. Pierce has come back from a going to get drinks and has spilled all of Doreen's and Doreen ends the romantic partnership. They can still have a lovely evening, but it will cost him $200. We cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, it's everyone, a rager. Yeah, everyone at this STD fair is just making out. They're sitting on each other's laps. They are just real hot and heavy yeah and the there, dean, there's a lot of alcohol at the party the dean uh-huh. didn't realize that alcohol would make people horny as it makes him tired at this point uh the officer whose name i've already forgotten kakowski comes in and he says we have a 597 currently going on in your office we have a dog fighting ring in my office <laughs> it's so wonderful and then i love how officer kakowski's like no no <laughs> It's so, uh, good. so they go they go to the office the the three women are there um the officers are there the dean is there the school counselor is there because they're talking about you know sex things sure you gotta have you gotta have a counselor when you're talking about sex with a community college group yes well i mean you know it's also a lot of men talking to women who are students like that the is counselor fair. is a good idea that's fair that's a good point this is when the dean calls it a reverse porkies, which I love. And then uh, they they start talking about, you know, why this this happened. Mm-hmm. Britt is basically saying, Annie needed to go see the P, and then she gets cut off from saying the P word. And that's why Dean brought Gail, the school counselor. And Gail's like, let's all say the word penis to take away the negative power of the word. But Annie does ev- not. Yep, everybody but Annie says it and even gets called out. Um, and she says uh, in a funniest, somehow the funniest line in the episode, Gail's like, I just want to focus on the girl who won't say penis. And Annie gives this whole speech about how she is actually really happy with herself. She likes being repressed and she doesn't want to not be repressed. And maybe if people were a little bit more like her, we wouldn't need an STD fair. Um, it's played off as such a triumphant thing, end of a speech. And it's like, uh, okay, 
Like, uh-huh. I, okay. And then she she storms off saying, I don't know what the fuss is about them. They look like a giant thumb and a turtleneck. Whoop-dee-doo. Which, again, not wrong. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I could see it's, where she's going for. It's an odd. It's an odd take. I guess it's a little bit more accurate than a banana. But, you know. Out in the Lexus, they are making out. And um, Sabrina says, oh, professor. And then Jeff is like, I'm not a professor. And she's like, well, of course you are. You're old and you're at Greendale. And then uh, she, <laughs> she says, yikers. Yeah. And and Jeff's like, that's going to be a yikers for me, too. <laughs> it's so good. She's still trying to like play this off like, well, I mean, we're already here. So, you know, she's she's like, I mean, she doesn't announce her intentions or anything, but she's like, I can make this work. And she kind of starts role playing this like, you know, she's still calling him professor. Right. Um, And Jeff is just immediately turned off at all of this. He, I he would be too. Yes, absolutely. He is just like, well, I'm out of here. And she's like, it's your car. No, keep it. It's and he, he runs off. So this is when outside the fair, we see Abed and Troy having a foot race. Abed is leading initially, but Troy comes back to in, win in the end. Yeah. Abed is very obviously phoning it in. Right. Like, cause Troy is out of breath. Abed isn't. Mm-hmm. Abed's is like all those other times I won must've been a fluke. It's such a great line of di- like gr- section of dialogue. It's so wonderful. Uh-huh. Also just, the the way that Danny Pudi runs in that section, like he does a really good job of of having the sort of gate of like, yeah, I'm, you know, pretending to to run here. Like, oops, I lost. Right. Yeah, he's basically trying to make sure that he loses for a reason. We see later, but he's like, I, I, your, your confidence was shot. I just wanted to give you a win at the fair. Chang is taunting the Dean as this STD fair is the only STD fair to spread STDs. It just said STD fair. It said STD awareness fair. And I think we're all aware of them. Yes, I suppose so. Some bros start filling up the condoms with beer and treating them like beer or like condom water balloons sure and they are leaking everywhere and chang indicates that this is why you should never write anything on a condom but there are definitely there are definitely promotional condoms with stuff on them like i I, I think it's just the how you print it on them if it's like i kind of want to know i kind of want to know what the dean's how how the dean did this did he just get some condoms and then like pull out an inkjet printer and just be like print that is my assumption i can't think of another way you do this as the dean okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do a very oh dean thing man here. are you gonna are you gonna search something that might open it might I'm, I'm gonna google how to print on okay so my oh, recommendation no. my suggestions are <laughs> how to print on mac chromebook envelopes fabric macbook air google docs both sides, iPad, cardstock, MacBook. Google does not know what's coming for once. <laughs> this is going to be so good. How to print on condoms. Say it with a condom.com. <laughs> I'm dead now. 
So apparently, I'm dead. I'm died. I've died. I'm dead. Apparently, you can get uh, custom condom printing at sayitwithcondom.com. They don't advertise for us, but uh, hey, sayitwithcondom.com. If, if you want, you'd like to, if you want some advertising, um, let us know. They have custom <sighs> foil condoms. Look at that. Just amazing. I, lo- I love, I'm not looking at this and I'm, but, uh, I don't even know what to say. You've, you've lost me, but it, you know what? If the, if the good say it with condoms company wants to sponsor us, I will read that ad copy. Excellent. Anyways. Is yes, there a they... media inquiries email that I should send something to or what? What were we talking about? Oh, I've already closed it. We we can discuss we can discuss after the podcast. Yeah, the lucrative where where what's the split of the revenues? Yeah, I get you. We gotta so, get all that business stuff afterwards. Chang is like, everyone's getting Pragers tonight, and so the dean realizes that, that this, this is, is a, a huge problem. <laughs> and so he runs out, and he's he finds Troy, and he's like. Troy, you're our best athlete in the school. I need you to run to my office. I need you to announce that people should not use these condoms. And I need to do it as fast as you can before everyone leaves. Uh, Troy's like, well, I'm not really the best athlete on campus. It's Abed. I know you were letting me win. And I appreciate that. And Abed's like, I just wanted you to be my friend. And then the dean's like, run! What are you doing? <laughs> I just realized we can get condoms with the oh, good morning God. greendale logo on them no it already <laughs> looks like a butt um no ben i mean i guess uh-huh if we if we buy 250 they're only a buck 25 a piece that's some good advertising right hand those out be like here's here's some condoms and then afterwards check out our cool podcast or or who knows <laughs> during Hey, um, yeah, if that's your if that's your kind of thing. Because you can do two things while listening to a podcast, right? You can listen and then do another thing. That's what uh-huh. I often do. I'm often uh, like washing dishes or cooking dinner. I'm not doing the third thing, but you know, um, mm-hmm. maybe you're interested. I'm disgusted at what this episode has become. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> not disgusted um, enough to say we can't, we have to do it again because that's a lot of work. But boy, this is not where I was hoping it would go. Yeah, Troy is like, well, look, Abed is actually better than me. He he beat me in all of those things, and they share this whole moment. It's a and wonderful the thing, moment. The thing that I really love is that Troy is he, he he's like, you know, man, thank thank you so much, bud. And then there is a very long pause, like a a much longer pause than would normally be happening but they just really accentuate that like the dean is having a panic attack over here and they're just like you're a really good friend no abid you are for the love of god run go abid go before people sex one another i mean i i that's a good way to put it i think at the fair uh jeff is jeff comes back to pearson's like i stopped I think Greendale is tapping my life force. This is one of those moments where Pierce actually has uh, a lot of good wisdom. Um, mm-hmm. He, I he mean, rolled re- a 20 on this one. Right. Beneath a lot of his weird old man racist exterior, uh, he's 
got a lot of wisdom and they come out in these little moments like this because he's like look a man reaches a point in his life when he stops looking for a place to hang his underwear and starts looking for a place to hang his hat i mean it's i would not say it's insightfully worded but i mean i get where the sentiment is i think it's pretty clever i'm gonna give him points for this one okay fair enough um then he also asks to borrow 200 bucks because he wants to go finish his date with Doreen. And, he also uh, then asks for, if, if you give me 220, I get, if you, I'll give you 250 if, if you don't tell me what that is. So as Pierce goes off to uh, say, and he, he actually, he's like, say hi to Doreen for me as he mm-hmm. hands him the money. Um, as Pierce goes off to finish his date, which is now a paid date, paid Jeff date. pulls out his his phone which is a blackberry i just i I noticed i was like and my my note says jeff goes through his phone parentheses all caps a blackberry close parentheses fair i mean it, it it's contemporary to the show it was um i'm just like remember blackberries remember those were a thing um i used to have one of those um, i did not i missed the physical keyboard but that's fine um yeah, I, can, he, I, can, I i agree with that he finds hot blonde Spanish class to update her phone number, uh, uh, to update her name in his address book. Uh, it is a 303 area code, which is a Denver Metro area code, further proving the whole Colorado thing. Sure. Um, the little details that no one else seems to have noticed, but I was like, it's Colorado. Like I the whole time. I honestly did I've not look for it. that. And I f- should have realized you would have. Always. I told you, like I always look for I this know, sort that's of crap. What I'm saying. Um, even when it doesn't take place in Colorado, <laughs> that character has a, the, the flag on his car. That must mean he is deep Coloradan. Mm-hmm. In animal crossing, I did make a shirt that was the Colorado flag. And now a bunch of my villagers are wearing it. It's mm-hmm. pretty rad. So, yeah. I made a Virginia tech logo and same. So at that point, the announcement comes on. Um, Abed says, attention Greendale students. Don't use the condoms. If you're going to have sex tonight, don't use condoms. The last time he does not say don't use the condoms. He oh, says yeah, if you're correct. if you're he having says, sex tonight, don't use condoms. Yes, absolutely. Which is a little bit it's just one word <laughs> difference and yet changes the entire meaning of that sentence. Uh we cut to the show's closing tag, uh, which is just Abed reading a life science textbook to Troy, mm-hmm. who is asleep. And then uh, he puts the the book down and goes to close the uh, to turn off the light. Um, and tr- uh, Troy asks if he can get him a glass of water. Um, it's okay. It's yeah. I think it's the little touches of like it's a textbook, and Abed tucks him in with his letter jacket. I, I like those little touches, but it's not one of their best. It's uh-huh. not a, it's the funniest fine. tag. It's just like oh, this is a little cute moment between two characters, to me. And that's the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for Grades. I really like this episode. I think it it shows you. I mean, it, it it's very good because it tells you a lot about a lot of characters, kind of all at the same time. You get Jeff learns more about himself. Pierce actually has interesting and not terrible things to say some of the time which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Doreen, fantastic guest star, um, which we probably should know her, the actress's name, but I don't have it off the top of my, 
I, I didn't note it down. But I, I really think that, you know, you get a lot of Annie, you get a lot of Troy and Abed, they get to learn and have more of their relationship fleshed out. And I and I think it's it's a very funny episode. I, I love I love it whenever uh, Craig Kukowski comes on the show. I I I think he's very funny. Um and I think he he's just the right person to be the character that he is uh, in the show. I, I just think it's a really well put together episode. Um, there are some artful touches like the wonderful cinematic shot of the, of, I believe it was Shirley looking through the, the doorknob at the model with framed by mm-hmm. the buttocks of the model, which I thought was really, really well done. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, you know, this early community stuff is such a high. And I think this is pretty high up there as well, because you get a lot of character moments, you get a lot of comedy, um, you know, uh, I, I think it's an A for me. Okay. Uh, Doreen is played by Sharon Lawrence, uh, who is in a lot of things I have never actually seen. Um, she seems to do a lot of uh, guest roles. She's done. Well, she's been in a lot of things. Uh, One Tree Hill. That's a thing I was vaguely aware of. Sure. Um, as we all, as we all were in that time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I think she, she just does really well in this, this show. And I think that's, you know, I think that was, you know, really good, really good casting of this, uh, this person. She was in an episode of Cheers, the episode, The Guy Can't Help It, um, as Rachel. Cool. So there you go. Um, anyways, uh, yes, I think this is a pretty good episode. Um, I feel like, um, I feel like now that community is pretty comfortable with all the characters, Um, I think we have now moved into a much more middle game sort of characterization for a lot of the characters. I feel like everything that they're doing now is sort of just like, okay, we've established the characters. This is just kind of what they do. Um, Everything feels a lot more natural. Um, I feel like also just comparing this to sort of a real world situation, you know, at the beginning of the semester, they were strangers and now they spent all this time together so just as people they're probably more comfortable with uh with each other and i think that really comes through in the the story here and how how they all interact um i think it's pretty good it's not one of my favorites um you know i i i think it's good um i don't have anything specific that i'm like eh, you know i don't like but um I'd say maybe like a B plus. Um, it's okay. pretty good. It's it's up there. It's it's nice getting a a story that is very uh, Annie centric um, because uh, I feel like she's gotten kind of left out a bit. Sure, I can see that. And you know, Pierce has some good moments, and Jeff is kind of learning to be a better person, and blah blah blah, all that touchy feely stuff. So um, yeah, B plus. Fair enough. Um, I, I think that that you know we're both we both think it's good. I think it's just a how good is it? And I think I think I might be indexing a little bit more on the fact that you know this one you know Pierce's actually shows some humanity and shows some mature maturity and some some real real being a friend to Jeff. And I think that's not something you see a lot in this show. Um, you'll definitely see that as we go forward, where it's not backhanded. Like there, there's mm-hmm. some like growing pa- or not growing pains, but like some um, infighting at the beginning. But at the end, the advice is not bad. 
and I think it's delivered from a generous, a generous place and a, and a, a heartfelt place. And I think that, that to me raises it up because there's not a lot of episodes in which Pierce gets to be a voice of reason. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but we want to know what you think about this episode about, uh, Ben's school of lovemaking. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how many, uh, payments of 69, 69 was it again? Six? Six. Okay. Easy payments of 69, 69. Sure. <laughs> Sarah just giggled out in the, out in the living room. It was very good. Uh, we want to know what you think about Mike's basketball school of basketball, basketball foolery. That's exactly what it's named. You nailed it. Yep. Um, we want to know about all this and more. Um, there are plenty of ways you can get in contact with us. You can tweet at us at good Greendale and you can find a contact form on our website. Goodmorninggreendale.com. You can also find information on our Patreon we do have a new patron this week. Oh, awesome. Uh, we, well, last week. We missed last week. Yeah, We're sorry about that again. <laughs> I was going to say March has been tough on everybody, but it's April. So I that's, how, saying, that's how tough April yeah. has been yeah, on everyone. Yeah, I think everyone. saying March has been tough in April at the end of April is a pretty good way to tell you just how rough it's been for everybody. Um, but we do have a new patron, um, Rasmus German. Thank you for becoming a patron. If Thank you, you two so would like to become a patron uh you can find that on the website or patreon.com slash back to futurama as always thank you for for you know anything you give uh but thank you again for coming to the end of this episode we know this one specifically was a challenge and i appreciate that you took it and you ran with it what Um, you call a challenge i call an opportunity well you do have uh ring my bell a podcast in which you talk about masturbation and taco bell um it's true me i don't have that there are more there are more episodes of that coming out. I've recorded two more. Uh, I, I just didn't need to mean edit for them. That. I don't. I didn't necessarily mean for that to turn into the promo for that, but that's fine. Hey, look, you know, always re- you got to respect the side hustle, and yeah. this is a side side hustle. Yeah, this is the second the uh, second order side hustle. Uh, but I just to go back to the Patreon stuff. I I I know that times are tough, so you know if you, I mean we're we're podcasters we both have day jobs and those jobs are continuing and i know that a lot of people have lost their jobs or are having issues um thank you if if you want to give us stuff thanks um but just just listen the, the fact that you're listening to us is all we need um and we love you and we want you to be safe and happy and everything so you know do, do what you need and we we love you and we'll, we'll be here for you more often uh, now that neither of us are sick or having really, really uh, uh, challenges for that. So, yep. Until next time, when we're talking about community season one, episode 12 Christmas episode. Ooh. What? Until next time, when we're talking about that, I'm Ben and I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you, you luck. luck.